So, Blake, we skipped a week, which means that um, I have no idea how the official BS whiskey tasted last week, but it's now time to get back back into the trials and tribulations. And um, I don't... It's still pretty piss yellow. Like, not much has changed in the BS whiskey. You just gonna do like you did uh, with that mead you made and just throw some wood chips in it? Well, it's in a wooden barrel, so it's kind of inside a giant wood chip when nah, you think about like it. No, that sounds like you would think it'd need more wood chips, though. <laughs> you just need to shove all the wood chips in there, baby. You really love putting wood chips in things. Blake, I'm not gonna lie, it smells like wood. It just <laughs> smells like... I'm not getting any vanilla hints or anything else. It's just some wood wood moonshine. Alright, you got that wood shine. I got wood I got the wood shine. Alright. A, a wonderful drink, and it also it's act as a great varnish. Yes, okay, so it's time to kick off the show. Let's try this one out. Um, it didn't have a taste. It didn't have a, it don't, mm, like, there was something there, but, you know when you drink, like, really bitter coffee, and there's that weird overtaste to it, just kind of like an acidic aftertaste? That's what this whiskey, this is, now it's bad. Now it's now bad. It's, I'm really enjoying this roller coaster I'm looking at on your face. <laughs> it, it, last time was good. Two weeks later, bad. Keep in mind, this is when they tell you it might be okay to take it out of the barrel. Yeah, the reason they tell you that is because this is probably it's not getting any better from there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about who? What the fuck are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need a cough drop? I've got some. Jesus. Florida did more bad again for you, huh? You you did just come back from a Florida trip. Yep, that is the Florida man himself. The S. Scotty Moore. And, oh buddy, the Florida flowed through me this week. Here's how I know the Florida th- flu. F- oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, it did the for- the Florida flo- flowed through me. It was because I went to the airport. I got there early, so I went as always to get a drink. And homeboy, I ended up drinking three Moscow Mules before I got on the plane. Then drinking more on the plane, and. It was, and that was just me. That was me for the rest of the trip. Was just because this was the trip we were trying to get you to come on as well because it was for podcast movement. Our buddy Jared runs it. He's the guy who got us into Starcast for Fight Boys, and so I was like, Blake, you need to come. You need to come. And never have I more needed you there than I did this week because homeboy, there was free beer. 
There were puppies that you could pet, and there was a fucking escape room. There was just an escape room you could do at the podcast conference. See, there are situations that have been laid out in front of me where I I take a good, long, hard look. And sometimes I come to the realization that if I do this, I'm just not going to come back from it. (laughs) There's no returning. Yeah, this is just... You know what? I don't want to die this week. Yeah. I want to live because (laughs) we've got better things in the future, like Dragon Con. Well, I mean, I I don't think I ever abused the free beer with the exception of Thursday. And that was because I was waiting to be a guest on someone else's show. And the whole time they're like, can you just give me like 10 minutes? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get three more free beers while you do this to me. So the only time you drink beer is when it's free. Oh, 100%, my dude. When it's free and there are puppies nearby, I'm like, yeah, I'll drink some yingling. It's cool. I'll just wreck some yingling for a few. Uh, But... Other than that, conference was very, very fun. I met uh, a lot of really good people. Uh, Leela of the show Horizontal, which you wouldn't think I would become fast friends with somebody who does an intimacy podcast that is recorded lying down. But buddy, we became fast friends. That was one. Uh, I met the guy who does Millennial Nerds, which is really awesome. And then Mike Schubert, who does Potterless, who was on an episode of Fun Fiction. Me and him hung out a little bit. And by hung out, I mean I talked to him for five minutes, but I want to seem fancy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so you're just lying now. Yeah, no, I'm not lying. I said hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we hung out. I said hello. I so, waved at, well, hold on. I waved this at him is, from across the room, actually. That was it. I talked to him about as much as I talked to famed WWE superstar Braun Strowman, who I found <laughs> one day playing arcade games. Yeah, but just, that's a fight boy story. Yeah. He's a giant man. I, I really hope he just tackled some small children. I mean, he had to have. He was in laser tag, and you know he would have been just like, get these hands, and then smack a child with his laser rifle before shooting them in the head with it. Yep. I love that guy. Also, the most buckwild thing between the free puppies and the escape room, the most buckwild thing I found was a Scottish man. Just giving away a bottle of scotch for the best limerick. It was like a troll under a bridge. And he was like, if you wish to cross, laddie, you're gonna have to give me your best limerick. And I went, well, fuck, I've gotta do this. Uh Uh-huh. Did you get the scotch? Oh, my buddy, I got second place. (laughs) All right. Well, firstly, let me perform live my limerick that I wrote for this good, good Scottish man. Because he wanted it all to be podcast-themed. Oh, no. And so, and so mine was, I met a podcaster named Gwyn. She looked at me, gave me a grin. Then my mic cable fell out, and she gave such a shout, then grabbed it and stuck it right in. So that was my limerick. That earned me second That's place. That's good. That's very solid. Yeah, it's very solid. Much but like that la- mic cable. Yeah, so the last day, uh, I stood by his booth, and he was like, Oh, congratulations, you still get a dram? So I got, a, like, a little 50-milliliter bottle of scotch, and I went, That's pretty cool. He goes, Yeah, you're the first person to come get your prize. And I went, Oh, 
So if first place doesn't show up, am I automatically going to get the bottle? He goes, you know what, mate? I've got you on Twitter. I'll let you know. And I said, okay. So then at noon, when the con was closing up, we went and sat by his booth for like 30 minutes just chatting. And I swear to God, he walks over to me. He goes, well, first place didn't show up, but third place didn't. So uh, here, you can have their prize instead. And he, then he continues to be like, yeah, it was your friend you were with. His limerick got third place, and I went, wait, you mean this friend standing literally right next to me? He goes, oh, fuck, this isn't yours anymore, and hands him the <laughs> bottle instead. And then, like, 15 minutes later, he comes back over with another bottle of scotch, and is like, I felt really bad taking away your scotch, so here's you another bottle, mate. And I'm like, thank you for all of the free booze, my friend. Now, that's what I want to see at a convention. Yeah, that was gentlemen handing out free booze. I mean, it was not hard to get free shit there. I got free booze. Um, If anybody at home is an audiophile and my voice seems more clearer and gained up, it's because I talked to a guy about, about whiskey for like 30 minutes and then he was just like, hey, just so you know, if you wear one of our t-shirts, we'll give you away one of our, uh, like, mic primers or whatever. And I went, oh, okay. And then, like, a, a minute later, I walked by his booth again, and he goes, congratulations, you've won. Come with me. And I went, okay, cool. I'm just going to get a $150 mic thing for free. So did you change into the shirt, just, like, you walk away, change back, and then just kind of conspicuously walk by him? I went by, no, no, that was the thing, because, the, no, okay, there were two meetings. The first meeting is the one where they told us where the shirt and you could win. Second meeting was talking about whiskey for 30 minutes, then me saying, like an asshole, hey, I've got the shirt, if you see me on the floor, just so you know, I win, right? And he goes, you know something, I like you, but you can't, we can't do it at the booth, because so many assholes walk by like Michigan J. Frog, and they're like, hello, my baby, hello, my honey, with the shirt on, and so I was not five steps away from the booth, and he looked at me, he was like, you're not at the booth, let's go, you've won, I'm like, thank you, my friend. Mm, I appreciate you not being an asshole. Yeah, it was, it was very, very good, but I will say, it's gone, I'm, I'm thinking, with how much I drank, I think I'm about to be on my drinking farewell tour. I think that the first annual end of the world party at Dragon Con will be Scotty Moore's last drink, which means we've got to find something good to enjoy. And it's right, it's in a barrel in your house right now. It, <laughs> the sad wood, wood boy drink. Yet yeah, the moment I realized this, and uh, Blake. I'm not proud to tell the story I'm about to tell. All right. This, I, this is, I feel I'm getting flashbacks from last year after Dragon Con. No, it's not that bad. Okay. But I, this is more of a straight Florida story, because I think I, we did talk on the show about the time that I may or may not have shat on a tree outside my house. I remember that. We all have times like that. We all have times where you poop on a tree outside your house. Well, no, I didn't do anything that blue, but I did pee my pants on an airplane. Anyways. Dipping dog shit, bud. <laughs> 
Would you like on final approach? Would they not let you stand up? They wouldn't let me stand up. I had to pee so badly. And as soon as I was getting ready to stand up, ding, make sure your seatbelt's safe, fastly secured. We are going into Orlando right now. And I said, oh no. And then just did the pissy boy dance for Mm -hmm, a few, mm -hmm. just trying to keep it in, keep it in. And then finally just went, I'm about to go get in a car where I can change and everywhere. (laughs) Just pissed. And here's, I thought I was good. (laughs) I I truly, truly, honestly thought I've, I've that's your first a- mistake. <laughs> no, I was like, it wasn't that much. I just did a little trickle. And then I stood up and just a Lake Michigan of piss is underneath me. Just fucking Lake Erie is below me. And I went, I need to stop drinking. At least on a plane that will not let me do a pee. Because Jesus Christ, Blake. See, I, I've i learned this fact after much trial and error because my bladder is the size of a walnut. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You no, do them um, peas. Do those, even if you don't think you're going to do those peas, do the peas. You have to make sure that you urinate at least seven times before you get on the plane. And then five more once you do get on the plane, or as else. As soon as that light goes off, as you're pissing. Stand up, get to pissing. Mm-hmm. Stay in that bathroom for the whole flight if you have to. Be a Niagara Falls fixture in there. <laughs> and that that's just how you avoid the bad piss situations. The, the bad, bad piss situation. That's how you avoid ruining someone's day. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just like it's it's just someone spilt their water. Someone just spilt them the water in their lap and it also got under where their butt would be. Yep. Oh, you better hope that it was diluted enough because of the sheer volume of liquids that you drank that it just <laughs> didn't smell like a Moscow mule. <laughs> and that's the moment they're like that it's him. It's him. It's the Moscow Mule Boy, Scotty Moore. He's the one. It was so bad that at one point on my return flight, you know, they'll call out like, um, hey, come to the desk for this or come to the desk to pick up your tickets. At one point they said the name Moore and I was desp- I was terrified that I was about to walk up to that desk and they were going to be like, we know you pissed on the plane. Don't <laughs> stop. We you're not you coming did. on. You're not coming on this ding dang flight because we know the dirty things you do you in did. our seats. Yep, you're walking home now. You are going to. Wa- We're gonna order you an Uber, and guess what? It's gonna have plastic all over all of the seats in that Uber, and it's gonna cost six thousand dollars. It's gonna be so expensive. Uh. But. The prominent thing that I discovered during podcast movement was just how many uncreative podcast ideas there are, dude. Like, every single person I talked to was, like, one of three things. It was, I do a podcast about uh, self-help, or, like, I do a podcast about finding your why in business, 
So that was one. You get the one where you, you interview entrepreneurs about why they do what they do. Option two, I do a podcast about fucking podcasting, which uh, a little bit of bullshit. Ooh. <laughs> Aren't you exciting? Or then finally, just like the straight up, I'm a life coach and I want to give life tips on how to live your life on my podcast. And I'm like, okay, buddy, you know there's... 50 of those, right? It's, well, listen, I bet that our specific podcast market is pretty saturated, but at least we try to do something different sometimes. Yeah, at least we did a musical once, fuckers. I doubt you've ever on your um, find you. Sir, I, twice. Twice! <laughs> I doubt your fucking find your why podcast has ever busted out a fucking hip-ass version of Jump On It. Yep. You, <laughs> I, I've got a real quick thing I'd like to say. Yes. Because I've watched the, the film of the summer. Oh, okay, I thought you were about to... I watched you piss on that plane, and that's why I'm no <laughs> longer doing this show. Oh, I saw you through my mind eye when I was <laughs> dreaming. Um, this wonderful film is called Red Fear, Massive Heat, starring okay. Brock Chavez. Brock Chavez, alright. Yep, and um, let me tell you about what you get to see in this box. Um... Instead of a DVD, they tell the story on a bunch of white cards, and some of the cards are black, and they have cards against humanity on the back. Um, this isn't a this isn't a DVD box. It's actually a Cards Against Humanity dad pack. Okay, what the what the fuck are we just sponsored by Cards Against Humanity now? We better fucking be. Do you know what they did? They, I, I found this at the bargain bin, like at their $2 DVD um, area. I yeah. pulled out one DVD, and it was this one. I was like, this looks like a stupid fucking movie. Okay. And I turned it around, and it's got Cards Against Humanity on the back. I'm wondering where they got that. So, let me read you some dad pack things. Would you like some answers? Yeah. Um, emotional unavailability. Divorce. Puns. 42 years of repressed homosexuality. Dad's big sex night. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to use these in an actual Cards Against Humanity game, so I need to let somebody know that they exist. <laughs> I needed to validate this purchase. And if I do it on the show, I can write it off as a business expense next year. Yeah, that re that dollar twenty five is gonna just be a bitch to pay off. <laughs> what Dad has to say about Muslims? Oh God, Blake! That, this is cards against humanity, baby. You stopped the whole show. You were like, "I see you're about to try to start your pitch. Pump those brakes. We're gonna talk about this cards against humanity deck I found." Dad coming home drunk. Okay. Beep beep. <laughs> Is that is is that what you, is that what happened when you came home? I mean, yeah, that was no. What happened was I came home, I was very tired, and then I got to go to work for six hours after that fact, and it was the worst fucking shit of my life. Yep. Oh God. Okay, now you can start the show. Um, <laughs> Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. Although I would like to point out Gazi's. Uh, 42 years of repressed homosexuality, the Scotty Moore story. 
Homeboy, it ain't repressed, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> oh man, that was that was probably the roughest night of the. Uh, now, fuck yeah, I guess we're just gonna well, fuck my idea. We're just gonna tell stories for the next thing, because homeboy, I met me some conservatives at this podcast movement <laughs> thing. Boy. And one of them looked exactly like Dwight Schrute, and it was the funniest thing on my, on the planet. He was looking at me, and I was like, I do a show about pro wrestling. He goes, that's funny. I work for Westwood One, who do shows for Chris Jericho and JR. And at first, I'm like, before you st- start talking about that, I'd like to talk to you about all the hot But um, that's a Fight Boys joke. But... Mm-hmm. Then he went on to be like, but you know who I really love are the conservative shows like Ben Shapiro, and then it went on down like the list, and that's when I was like, you look like Dwight Schrute, fuck you, and the man, (laughs) the man quickly was like, I don't look like Dwight Schrute, I thought he had a receding hairline, I'm like, motherfucker, you have no hairline, okay? (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then he was like maybe it's the glasses and takes off his glasses and we go it's not the it's everything about you like the haircut everything and the greatest moment of the con for me came the next day when someone looks at me and goes have you seen Dwight today and I go no I haven't that's because he has changed his haircut and is no longer wearing his glasses holy <laughs> I am fucked with this man emotionally, so we're never going to be on Westwood One, is what I'm telling you. So you've ruined multiple people's days at that convention. (laughs) (laughs) And on the plane, and in the Uber, everywhere got ruined. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> Wrecked. You you actually probably murdered him. Yeah, so... I don't think that was him anymore. So, so that was the funny conservative story. And then the sad one happened. Because if you... Do you ever have you ever seen a guy creeping and you're just like, oh, no, I have to sweep in for this? Like, not even from a good guy standpoint, from a I'm uncomfortable this is happening and I need to stop... I see a man who I can only describe as shitty Gary Oldman petting a very uncomfortable person's hand and looking in their eyes. And I sit down and they were Mm non-binary, but he didn't know that. He just saw somebody that looked like a five-year-old boy and was like, let's do it. Holy dip. Oh, buddy. And then, like, we were just talking like normal people for a few. And then he was like, you know something? I like to consider myself a very liberal conservative. And that was the moment we all should have went, we're leaving. That was... No, he was then just like, but I want to have a conversation with y'all right now. Because I feel like, I don't know, I'm getting attacked. I feel like I'm getting removed from the narrative. I'm like, fucking calm down, Hamilton. (laughs) stop your shit right now and then for the next 30 minutes my favorite was one of one of the people who were there straight up had to leave the conversation (laughs) she she after after it she was looking at me like thank you for taking over because at one point i was about to lunge over the table and stab him with a knife i said i know i understand sounds about fucking right so you you got all florida on this trip huh i got all kinds of florida my favorite part of it because like 
he was very much coming from a place of like, I want to understand what's going on. I want, and we were just like, a lot of people have been mistreated other than white men for all of, all of, always. So like, we're Matter trying. Of fact, to- I would go so far as to say, the white men are the ones that are the least mistreated. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, but it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, motherfucker, they felt uncomfortable for a long fucking time. Yeah, dog, it's like, sorry, dude. Yeah. Like, not, that's, you, you haven't earned that, though. But, yeah, but even then, he was trying to be a nice guy. He was trying to be like, I want to understand. He's like, how does homosexuality work? And I'm like, look, do you like spinach? No. A lot of people do love spinach, though. And that's like cock. Not everyone likes it, but some (laughs) people do. You gotta accept that some people do, even though you don't. That's... That's that's the best way to describe it. Like, you're just predisposed to like one thing or another. Or both. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I like spinach and I like tomatoes. <laughs> that and, reminds me of a conversation we had yesterday. Because yeah. my friend BJ was talking about how he just doesn't like corn, but he likes Prada tomatoes. But he just he likes stuff that's made with corn. He likes corn products. And then yeah. uh, Josh was like, I, I just don't get it. For like five minutes, these two were going back and forth until BJ said, do you like tomatoes? And Josh stopped. He looked down. He said, okay, I get exactly where you're coming from now. <laughs> yep. To completely understand. Okay. As he's spraying ketchup into his mouth, just like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I get and it. And then finally... We reached our breaking point. Because at one point, I had a friend there who I was hanging out with. They came over, like, trying to save us from the conversation. But he only starts talking to the other two. He leaves me alone in the conversation now. And I get it, it made me uncomfortable because the guy was, like, not listening to them at all in any of their explanations. But when the white man came in, he was like, oh, I can listen to you. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. And the moment we realized we had to leave the con- I had to leave the conversation was when he leaned in and was just like, you know, man, it's just like, firstly, he did say, he was like, I don't like using the word queer. I think it's a bad thing. And then proceeded to say the word queer like five times. And I'm like, okay. But at the end of the conversation, he goes, it's just the era I grew up in, man. It's just like, I always was respectful. I was always respectful of the women. It's just, you know, that we were taught that women were supposed to resist or else they would seem slutty. And I went, we are going inside. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. You are the worst human. Yeah, dog. That's... I... That's a lot. A, that yeah. one was a lot for me. I'm willing to give a lot for people like, okay, I grew up in this generation. This is how things were for us. That's just a little like, I don't. That's care a little what generation you were like. That's that's still that's never a good thing though. That's never a good thing. Well, my favorite was at that point. They go, we need to leave, and I said, thank you, and we walked literally like ten steps. And started talking, and we were, like, on the cusp of entering the bar we were at, and he then proceeds to walk by us like Droopy Dog, and was like, I'm sorry. 
If I made you uncomfortable, I just, I wanted to understand. And he was playing the victim card a lot. (laughs) And at that point, I was like, no, fuck you. It's hot outside. It's cold in here. We wanted to be cold. It was a lie, but it still made sense. Not everything has to... Now, Ghazi does have a good point that I showed some restraint, because Ghazi would have just punched him at that point. (laughs) Francis... Frank said, I missed the beginning of this. Was this a visit you had to the White House and you met the president by the door? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I'm happy presidents didn't come into that at all. Because, like, he sat at the worst table to have the, the feelings that he does. Because he had, like, a, a, a bisexual, a non-binary, and then whatever the fuck the third person was... Someone who had experienced a lot of trauma, clearly, and he was like, I think these are the three I need to talk to. And I'm like, no, we're absolutely not. We are the worst ones. I really do hope that he was trying to understand, but there's also a part of me that's scared that he was just really wanting to get punched in the face. Yeah, that because that's his kink. He wanted the five-year-old boy to punch him in the face. Yep. And what sucks was after that, we found another one of our friends in the back, and she was like, I, what? Like, we explained the story to her, and she goes, what? This is horrible. What the fuck? I've been hiding, I've been hanging out with a pride of lesbians that adopted me as their new child. And I went, what the fuck? We could have sent the pride after this guy. Which, by the way, a pride of lesbians is my new favorite term to describe a group of anything. It's just, oh man, you see all those dogs over there? Yes. Just another pride of lesbians. Us two, <laughs> we're a pride of lesbians right here. It's a pride, we're all prides of lesbians. No, I much prefer this is now giving me an idea for a Lion King sequel. With just like the most dope motorbike lesbian driving to the top of Pride Rock with a baby lesbian that she holds up to the sky. I just want to see a a lion riding a motorcycle now. (laughs) So wait, wait, they're still lions, but they're lesbian lions. Riding a motorcycle. Riding motorcycles. Is this getting into our territory from the last Lion King movie we made? Yes, we're really, we're really dipping back into that well. Um, yeah, it's, it's like they go out to the side. What is, what is that place? That is the White House. We must never go there, my child. Everything else the land touches is yours, but do not enter the White House. Um, shit, what did I do? Oh, yeah, other than the fact that I haven't been able to run my fucking air conditioner. I mean, wait, hold on, is this an attack for during the show, or just in general? Oh, no, just in general. Um, we had a water leak, um, for our hot water heater sprung a leak. And the hot water heater is right above where the air filter is. Yeah. Or the the leak was, rather. And so our air filter got fucked up. So we've been waiting for five days for somebody to give us the replacement air filter that we were promised. Jesus. Because I tried to run the air conditioner today, and I started sneezing like a motherfucker. 
Apparently that's just everywhere because at work we've lost our we lost our AC too. And homeboy, that's not fun to be in a fucking three piece suit and the air runs out and you're just walking up to like customers covered in sweat and piss and just being like, "Hi, can I help you find some shoes today?" It's okay, don't worry about it. Uh, no, it's fine. Sir, are you okay? I'm leaving a trail behind. It is so hot that, like, both my wife, my wife, and some, like, random customers have walked up and, like, been out of it. Like, they've had, like, heat stroke causes. Like, one woman today just, like, walks up and starts staring at our carpet and just looks up like, what's on the carpet? What are, you know, and that's... <laughs> It's just triangles. It's just a design in the carpet. I've never seen that. When did you put that there? I need help. I have some things that are behind the counter. And I said, oh, okay, well, where are they? Ma'am, could you smile for me? I think your (laughs) face is drooping. Yeah, I wanted to know. My favorite was she goes, I've got some stuff that a lady left behind the counter for me. And I went, oh, okay, where? And she goes, all the way over there. And I pointed to literally a section that is miles from me. Uh, we'll we'll try to help you, I guess, ma'am. Yep. Oh, uh, Salty Frank, he's only got uh, window units in his place, and I totally understand, because if the window unit is not right next to where you are, you're not getting AC. It's not cold. It's not cold at all. Yep. I'll tell uh, you, though, my rental car that I had in Florida, that baby could chug a lug a little bit of AC. Like, I would get it. It made me uncomfortable. I was, like, in the tundra at some points. It was so cold. I would love that. The AC in my car has been fucking up to the point where I'll turn my car on, and the AC, the, just the, the fans don't come on. There's no airflow, and found out that if I go under my passenger side and just kind of, like... Just, oh, they just kick on. All right. Just give it a firm spank, and that's all it takes. I give I give it the old Fozzie. I will. <laughs> I hey. will tell. Also, my Uber uh, my Uber driver one day was from literally the same town as I am. I am. He's from Anniston, which is right above Oxford. And you don't know the sadness that it is to have to tell to someone who has not been near Oxford or Anniston in twenty years what has happened to this area. <laughs> Because he was just like, oh, yeah, we used to go around to all these places and do all this stuff. What's it like now? I'm like, a lot of guns, man. There's a whole lot of guns. I believe we've ranked in the top ten most dangerous cities in America for five years straight. And he's like, what? I I grew up there. I'm like, yep. yep. And they, they, brought fo- they brought guns to football games, buddy. And he's like, oh, no. Yep, I'm in seven gangs. <laughs> I am in, but don't joke about that because appa- I learned the other day. Apparently, a, f- a very important member of my family doesn't have gang associations, but has definitely worked with gangs before, and it's buck wild to have heard about. What? Not they didn't join a gang. <laughs> We're gonna start with that. They have not been jumped into a gang, but this individual in my family worked in Aniston and would frequently have gang members come into their shop to purchase their wares. And uh, I, I think, like, they oh, print- please tell me they don't sell guns. They don't sell guns. They sell like T-shirts and printing stuff and stuff like that. And so. 
they would like come in and be like, can I get t-shirts made for my friend's funeral? <laughs> and at one point they were like, can you put our gang logo on the front of this shirt? And they went, no. <laughs> they said, why won't you put the logo on? <laughs> then they go, because the police are going to be there. Guess what? The police sees that gang logo. You're going to jail. I can hide the gang logo and it'll be fine. I'm like, holy fuck. That's dope. That's that is somebody who knows how to run their business. Well, not only that, they got in like legit with one of the biggest leaders of a gang in Aniston, who's now in jail. So we don't have to worry about that. And they were using that connection to scare other people. So like (laughs) a lady came in and was just like, I don't think your prices are fair. I think I should be getting it for this and this and this and this. They they returned that volley with. Well, I guess I could just tell the gang leader that uh, you don't want to purchase my wares, and that's fine. He can take care of that if I want to. And they went, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, no, the prices are fine. Don't tell him. Don't tell nobody. I'm, yeah, that's, that's just a crime. That's <laughs> that's an that's just a crime at that point. Nope, it's not a crime. Nothing was suggested. Nothing was implied. Just said that they were going to tell him that he, they didn't enjoy it. The fact that they said, oh, and I'm sure he'll take care of that. Um, No, it's fine. Don't worry about it, big man. It's all good. Lord. Well, Blake, I'm probably going to have to enter witness protection after telling that story. So in order to afford my new identity, we're going to have to go to the shill station. Ding, ding. Watch out. I mean, if I don't say the name of the gangs or the person involved, I should be fine, right? Like, nothing nothing wrong should happen. No, I mean, they do know what your name is. That would also imply that we would have to have gang, gang member listeners, which, holy fuck, could you imagine the street cred if that was real? No, Gazi's got to be in like six gangs, right? <laughs> Gazi's in six gangs, and Salty Frank is now starting a new gang where people use t-shirt cannons instead of normal guns to do their heists. Salty Frank is—he's, you know, he's a pirate. He's kind of like a a, mm. a sea gang. But you know, some—if he needs some good t-shirts to fill, fill, put in them t-shirt cannons, you know where he can go, right? Merch.load of purebs.com. That's where we right. Got all our shit. You get your sh- shirts, you put them in cannons, you can just throw <laughs> them at people. They'll probably kill someone. Can I also say to prep for the Dragon Con show, I pon- contemplated buying a t shirt cannon that we could shoot condoms out of, and everywhere on the internet it was instantly telling me, don't do that. That's a very bad idea to shoot condoms out of a t shirt cannon. Yeah, that sounds like we could just build our own, like, potato gun. Yeah, get a potato gun and stick condoms in potatoes and launch those at people. Yep, and that's how we got our first lawsuit. So anyways, merch.lowpurebs.com. We got t-shirts. We got posters. We got cups. Give me those cups. We got them cups. We, we need more a, cups, by the way. We need more cups on the way. I want to make a cup that says, we got cups, <laughs> and put that on the site. But if you want any of those, you can get them at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But Blake, what if they just would like to support us? What if they want to become a member of an elite club of moon marines? Where could they go? Yeah, it's it's a club. 
It is a motorcycle club. Thank you very much. It's if not you join a, our Patreon. We're not a gang. We're a club. club at patreon.com slash load of BS. That is the website where you can join the BS Moon Marines. You get access to our exclusive Discord where you can hang out and chat with us, help us make decisions about the show. It helps you also get access to me and Blake's show. You paid for this where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them. Hopefully this week I'll have our episode where we watched The Bad Fucking Batch Edited. Because who, buddy, that was a buck wild adventure we went on with that. So you get that, and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Salty Franks, like my mom and dad, Scott and Deborah Moore, like uh, Radish, like fucking Associates Anonymous. Everybody is joining us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck. And is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the lake. Tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! So, Blakey T, we skipped over my entire idea to come up with some new podcasts, but screw it. I guess we'll do that some other time. So, I want to know what idea you've brought to the table this week. What's what's the next hit idea that we're going to sell to Hollywood to get that dosh? Scotty, the greatest thing was announced this last week, but we don't know jack shit about it. Is it is it Universal Studios' new Garbo Ash theme park they came up with that's literally called Epic Universe? Oh no! It is their direct competition, Disney. Oh, okay. Um, because Disney Plus, we just heard that there's going to be a new Star Wars series. Yes. Television series based on none other than Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello and there. It's go- Obi-Wan is going to be played by... Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. It's not going to be... <laughs> but American Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> now it's going to be Ewan McGregor reprising his role as the best thing about the prequels. You'll never win, Anakin. I have the high ground Benedict Cumberbatch does. Well, hello there. <laughs> hello there. Which is really weird that they decided to go for with him as the American accent, because every other Obi-Wan has just had a British accent. Killing Sith Lords is our speciality, ma'am. That's one of my low-key favorite lines he's ever done, because I was like, what the fuck is special- speciality, Obi-Wan? Damn. Also, how many Sith Lords have you killed? <laughs> I mean, damn, if you're saying that... Firstly, you're bragging that murder is your speciality. I don't care if it's, like, evil people or not. 
Like, and also, Obi-Wan, you didn't kill any Sith Lords at that point. Darth Maul, you didn't even kill him. Yeah, he killed some people for you. That's about... Well, at that point, you could argue that he thought he killed old Darth Maul. You thought he knocked him off. <laughs> he thought that he came back with those spider legs. He came back with... <laughs> like the fucking weird baby from Toy Story. <laughs> they just popped his head on some spider legs. He's Darth Maul Spider-Man now. Yes! Spider-Maul. 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 Friendly neighborhood Spider-Maul. For this, I want... We don't know anything about what this series is going to be other than Obi-Wan. And I think that I need to use your vast and deep knowledge of Star Wars to help us concoct the story of Obi-Wan. <laughs> Blake, the Star Wars series. I, Blake, I do want to remind you that probably the most uncomfortable conversation and most uncomfortable I've ever been on this podcast was a Star Wars conversation. I can't even remember what it was. It was about yep. the Force or some shit. And you were just like, motherfucker, listen. And now you're like, no, bring it back. Let's let's do this again. Well, you, you you know, you have the second best knowledge of Star Wars in the universe. I, I do. Um, so, it's Obi-Wan, and he's it's jumping... It's you and George Lucas right up there. <laughs> so, it's Obi-Wan, and he's leaping from different time period to different time period, <laughs> praying that the next leap be his leap home. He tries to put right what once went wrong. Yeah, he tries to save Anakin by going back in time. No, we've already. So have they? Have they literally confirmed nothing? Like if this is before the prequels or after? Like when I it is? I think it will be after the prequels. Okay, so let's go ahead and go with that because that's basically the only thing I can think of. Although that would also mean that it's just going to be Obi-Wan chilling in a desert for six seasons. Well, no, I was also going to say, is is you is the title of the show Obi-Wan, or is it just confirmed they're going to have a show with him playing Obi-Wan? Because, Blake, what happens at the end of the third movie? A couple of babies pop out. Star Wars babies, they'll make our dreams come true. And it's all the Star Wars. It's a baby Han Solo, a baby Luke Skywalker, a baby Chewbacca, and they're playing the role of the old woman watching over them is Obi-Wan. I'm so happy that they all just landed on the same sand planet. As a baby. As babies. Um. Oh, man. I, I would really like, actually, if they did do... Where you see, like, Luke's upbringing, and how just, like, he's this shitty little farm boy. <laughs> and then you cut back to Leia, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking princess. I'm amazing. Fuck all you nerds. Uh, because, like, Leia does all of this cool shit, while, like, Luke is just slumming it on Tatooine. There has to be an episode where, like... Obi-Wan, why did they not want them together? Or was there a reason why they didn't want the twins to be, to be together? I um, They didn't want Darth Vader to find out that he had more than... Like, they At first, they didn't want Vader to realize that his kid had survived. And secondly, he didn't know that they were twins. Oh, okay, okay. So basically, it was setting up, well, George Lucas kind of wrote us into a fucking hole with the original trilogy, didn't he? 
Okay, we're going to figure this out right now. <laughs> um, although I would love to see the um, the little buddy series uh, between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Dexter Jester, the, the diner man from episode two. <laughs> That's Obi-Wan the... Kenobi. <laughs> okay, no, it's a buddy cop. It's a buddy cop show with those two, and the main villain is Watto. And <laughs> Watto is selling drugs to kids, and now they have to fight him off. Oh, he's gotta get, he's gotta completely, like, he can't let Luke know that he's watching him, but he's gotta stop Watto from selling Luke drugs. And the drug is called Power Converters. <laughs> he's gotta, fuck yeah, that's really good! <laughs> I gotta go to Satoshi Station to get power converters, and this time he's like, fuck it, I'm interfering. I'm fucking stopping this right now. Keep him at home! And then, like, as Luke leaves, Uncle Owen's there like, that kid burns through so many power converters. Can I... Okay, how about this? Can we possibly do this show where Luke is a baby, and like we said, Obi-Wan does not want to be, like, interfering. Obi-Wan does not want to be talking but also baby luke is such a dumb piece of shit that now obi-wan has to like it's like a fucking tom and jerry cartoon except instead of tom trying to eat jerry he's trying to stop him from killing him so it's just a bunch of obi-wan desperately trying to save a baby from killing itself i love the implication that this means that owen and baru are horrible parental figures well, they're busy. They're off um, making blue milk or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, they're they're moisture farmers. <laughs> the dumbest profession when you really think about it, but one that is needed when you live on a desert. I think that it's um. I don't. Th- I think that's a sexual term. I think it means swingers. They go out there and they get them moist. <laughs> get the yeah. moisture farm, and baby. they farm it. They farm everyone's moisture. That's how they get water. Let's farm your moisture. So wait, do they grow? Hold on, now fuck it, we're gonna break this down. How does a moisture farmer work? Do they grow cacti and just suck it all out of them? So what they have is they have these things called moisture evaporators, where they literally just collect what little water is in the air, and they just kind of trickle it down to you. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, sure, because it is a desert planet. It is well thought out because it is a desert planet, so therefore they need to find water somehow. (laughs) Frank is in the chat just screaming, it's giant dehumidifiers. Massive dehumidifiers. Basically, yeah. I also, I love there's a bit in Star Wars where Owen's talking to C-3PO and he says, do you speak moisture evaporator? That's a language, right? <laughs> you, can you talk to my big dehumidifiers? That's like being, y'all speak iPhone? Can you help me speak iPhone? I need to learn how my iPhone works. Sir, I don't speak Android. <laughs> <laughs> we speak iPhone here. And if you don't like that, you can just go the hell back to your own sand planet. I really, I don't know why I want... C-3PO and R2-D2 to be involved because they're really involved in everything. I just don't know how because they're doing what the fuck ever between the two movies. Yeah. C-3PO and R2-D2 we can switch. Let's switch between Luke and Leia every now and again. So you get to see what 
like she's up to as well. Well, maybe Obi-Wan could visit Leia as well. But, like, she's got it made so much that he's like, son of a bitch. I gotta fi- This would work better as a video game. This would work better as, like, a Lemming-style video game, except instead it's baby Luke, and you have to just keep stopping him from ending his life. They do- there is that game. Like, there is a game where you play as a parent. Oh, are you talking about Who's Your Daddy? Yeah. It's Who's Your Obi-Wan? <laughs> yep. Because you just have to, one person is the daddy, one person is the baby trying to kill itself. And you have to keep the baby from killing itself. Okay, so, okay. Save we, the we, baby, Obi-Wan edition. It's like that old side-scrolling um, Star Wars game that they had, except Luke is just walking down the desert and he's like fighting all of this shit and you're Obi-Wan in the background and you're just like giving him power-ups or like making him think he's better or every now and again you just like throw your lightsaber. Okay, so we've we've brainstormed quite a bit. What the fuck is the actual plot of this show? Is it gonna be Obi-Wan taking care of two babies for multiple seasons? Um, I think that that is what they start you out, like, what you think the premise is going to be, but then they fake you out, like... And they kill the babies. They kill both of them, and you're like, whoa, this is a Tarantino-esque twist. Mm -hmm. And he's like, gotta find new babies. Um, or maybe it could be, like... So there's a point where, like, Darth Maul comes back, and he just chills with Obi-Wan for a bit before trying to kill him, and Obi-Wan does end up killing Darth Maul in the very end. Oh, no, 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 Um, no, wait, he doesn't have, no, 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 it's like the Joker when he doesn't have face paint in Dark Knight, it's Darth Maul without face paint, but he still has horns, (laughs) but he's he wears a fedora at all times to try to hide his identity, and his name is, uh, (laughs) is Dirk Mel. <laughs> Old Dirk Mel's coming. Old Fedora Mall. Fedora Mall. <laughs> okay. He just knocks on the door. It's like, hello, sir. <laughs> what? What's your name, buddy? Um, door knocker. Matt. Matt door knocker is my name. Matt door knocker. Well, that sounds like a perfectly normal name. Come in, sir. Yes. Yes. Of course. And then. This is how he finds out that Maul's still alive and the first three seasons, or the first season, is Maul trying to get to Luke because he knows that Luke's special. Yeah. And if Maul takes Luke away, then Obi-Wan has failed. So it's both of them just, like, fighting each other over the soul of Luke. Okay. Is there any moment where Leia does anything proving that she's actually... The child? Like, is there ever, like, a force moment? Because, hey, he could get... Leia could die at some point, and then he has to replace her with a new baby? No, there there literally is the point where she survives being spaced in, um, The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it then, I guess. Yeah, still an interesting choice. Yeah. I still don't know how I feel about that one specifically. Well, no, no, no. Because Luke proves multiple times throughout the films that he is a chosen baby. But she... And I'm more going original trilogy because, as we famously stated on the podcast during a very uncomfortable moment, I fell asleep during Last Jedi. (laughs) 
And to be fair, I was very drunk at the time, and I just needed to get into some air conditioning for a while. It's like, and it's fun. I woke up and I had to go to the bathroom, and I just went and peed for two hours. I went in the seat, and then I stood up, and it was the Atlantic Ocean. Yep, because the AMC, it's got toilets. The Mm -hmm. seats are toilets. So maybe it is a concept of like it being an odd couple situation of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul for a whole season, like just trying to hang out and like Obi-Wan, I think, here's the thing, I think Obi-Wan realizes immediately that it's Darth Maul, but doesn't say anything because he's like, I believe there's good in everybody and you could be reformed, Mr. Maul. Why don't you call me Darth? Because Darth means dark <laughs> yeah, yep. and you're not dark to me you're a good soul by the way fun i think fact, in the actual thing he doesn't go by darth anymore after he gets chopped in half oh is he maul now is yeah he, he just maul? goes by maul he's spider maul spider he's, maul he's starcourt maul <laughs> this is there was a lot like in the old expanded universe where like maul, they already had the idea of maul not dying because it it really sucked for him to be on screen for all of five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the spider legs were actually a non-canonical thing, but I really wish they'd given him the fucking spider legs. I mean, in Solo, do you, do you see his legs? Does he ever... Because I thought you just saw him as like a projection, and you could put anything in a projection you want to, really. Yeah, I... You don't see his legs, but you do see them in all of the animated series, which are canon now. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, never mind then. He's got um, these big old. He got these big old feet. <laughs> he got these big old shit kickers on him. I'll tell you what. He got these stomp feet. <laughs> he got the stomp feet. I will say, fun fact for everybody following along at home: the voice actor of Darth Maul is genuinely one of the funniest human beings on the planet. He he is the man who played the tick in the live-action adaptation they did with Griffin Newman. That's Darth fucking Maul. The man started acting in 2001 and has just now been doing weird British comedy for years now and then finally made his return in The Tick. That is pretty great. So, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. and The Tick... Hanging out in Tatooine, and they have to keep saving um, a Luke, who the Tick keeps calling Arthur, from several weird problems on Tatooine. And then we find out that the Tick is actually Darth Maul. Yes, he takes off, and that's what it is, the fucking, his little, uh, his little danglers that are up there, those are the horns. That's what's describing, or, uh, making sure you can't see the horns or his danglers. <laughs> you gotta hide the danglers. No, no, Salty Frank wants to add on. He's now Dr. Darth Octavius Tick Maul. <laughs> He's numerous. This is our OC, do not steal, Dr. Darth Tick Octavius Maul. Starcourt Maul. Yep. yep, because instead of instead of spider legs, now he's just got octo arms, baby. He's Let's got, do it. He's got Dr. Octopus arms and a Scoops Ahoy jersey on that he wears at all times. Skips the I think we got a real winner here. We should talk to Disney.
We, we need to talk. You know, usually when we do these, we kind of at least have somewhat of a through line where I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the time we made the show that was about, you know, death and fucking living in the same building and becoming best friends and shit like that. This week, I could just be like, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and something. <laughs> Something's in there with him. I, you can't look at it or your brain will be turned to mush. The human consciousness cannot understand its physical form. It's Pennywise the Clown, and that's it, I guess. As a matter of fact, the only person that stood looking at it for any amount of time was its creator, George Lucas. <laughs> and once he came out, his eyes were glazed over and looked like the universe. <laughs> And he was he said, like, and he still said, "Oh yeah, I know he's the key to all of this." No, it's no, no, Jar-Jar. you're making you're making his voice too nice. <laughs> he would have come out of it and been like, "This man's got a very interesting whole look to him. I really enjoy his uh, face." I don't know why it's high pitched Jeff Goldblum, but it is. I made Jar Jar Binks after I stared into the abyss for a very lengthy number of days. <laughs> Is it just Darth Jar Jar at this point? Is Darth it, Jar Jar the big bad that Maul and Obi-Wan have to team up against? Wasn't that a, a rumor that uh, the rumor come out that um, before he was unmasked as Ben Solo, that, uh, what the fuck is his name? Darth Plagius the Wise or whatever. He was going to be Jar Jar Binks under the mask the whole time. There's no way there was, that was actually ever going to be a real truthful thing, but I really loved all of the fun stuff that came out of it. I can't remember. There was one legitimate canon person saying, like, this someone, like, they grew up to be Jar Jar Binks. I just can't remember who it was. Jar Jar Binks grew up to be Jar Jar Binks. Was it that old fuck? Was it that old fuck in the chair that died in the second one? Was he supposed to be Jar Jar? I bet he Wait, was Jar Jar. Wait, which second one? There's three second ones. <laughs> the third second one? That old fuck what dies when Ben stabs him or some shit? Yep, that was Jar Jar Binks, definitely. While wearing no shirt and looking like a Lego minifig. <laughs> So, so Blake. Misa gonna teach you, Ben. He's <laughs> not going to teach you, child. So, we've done something. <laughs> we tested is, my. This... It's like I just took a Star Wars trivia quiz and failed. That's what just happened on the show just now. No, no, you made Star Wars trivia. <laughs> But now I must ask you a very important question, Blake Tanner. As what was awesome this week, and I swear to God if you bring up that Cards Against Humanity thing again. No, it's not going to be, it's going to be another board game though, because it's Secret Hitler. Oh, son of a bitch, I had an opportunity to play this at the con, and then I ended up not going to the guy's hotel room to play it. Oh, you should have. We played Secret Hitler. We had a big old birthday bash for all three of uh, us boys who uh, had August birthdays uh, this past Saturday. And um, what we played Secret Hitler, most of us had played before. Uh, Our one friend, Amanda, she hadn't played ever, which was great. And it was just getting back into the rules again because Secret Hitler... You're either, you play one of three characters. You're either a liberal, a fascist, or you're Hitler. And the, there are more liberals than fascists, and there's only one Hitler. 
So the job of the fascists is to get Hitler in power after a certain number of fascist policies have been enacted. Um, the liberals just need to just need to stick together and enact liberal policies and weed out the fascists. And it is it's a hidden identity game similar yes. to like Werewolf, if I remember correctly. Exactly, like it is the game itself. The mechanics are pretty bare. It's all about people talking to each other. If you're Hitler, you have to convince everybody that you're just the best boy until it's time. If yeah. you are a fascist, then you have to work to get Hitler in power. Um, and the liberals, they need to, they're the ones that are actually trying to figure out who's, who the fascists are. So it's just a bunch of crosstalk across the table. Now wait, do the fascists know who Hitler is? The fascists know who Hitler is. Hitler doesn't know who the fascists are. Oh, that's good shit. Mm-hmm. Also, Frank wants a new version of it called, called Secret Jar Jar Binks, based off, based off the theory we were just discussing. Um, I would also like to bring this up because this, um, I'd only, I've only been Hitler twice now. Once at that party and once when, um, I had the absolute worst people to play with because they're not- That's a quality sentence I've ever heard you- I've only been Hitler like two times. Um, so that means my win rate is 50-50, so, um, but I was able to convince everybody at that table almost- that I was just a good boy. So at a certain point, Hitler has to be elected chancellor to win. Yeah. And everybody almost at that table, except for the one person that I arranged to have, like, politically assassinated because he was the only one who was going against me. Yeah. Everybody else was like, okay, I I trust two people, Blake and someone else. So pick one of those. And someone was picking... Um, who the chancellor should have been, and it was between the two of us, and I was just sitting there with my butthole clenched, just like, <laughs> I did everything possible. I made everyone think that I'm a good boy, and then I got elected and won, because I, it's just, welcome says a right. I just love the fact that the one person who doubted you, you had assassinated. Yep. And the best part was, it wasn't even, like, um, you have to be president to assassinate somebody. If a certain number of policies are enacted for the fascists. Yeah. I made it look like I was so, like, I was just really, really, really caught between a few people. And, like, one of them I was sure was a fascist. I knew was a fascist. And everyone's like, all right, who is it? Boom. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Because you can't see who they were after they're dead. They can't talk. Oh, wow. Okay. So you don't get to flip and see what they are afterwards. Um, no, not until the very end. Um, and it was, oh, it was so fun. Like, being, it is a perfect game for actors to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. That's why I loved playing Werewolf. Yeah, exactly. And this is, I think it's my favorite version of a Werewolf-style game, Secret Hitler. Yeah, I've I've got it. We've just never gotten around to playing it because we had a whole ass baby, and <laughs> you just can't do anything once you have a whole ass baby. I just want to let you know that just so had a whole baby right there. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a few awesome things this week because I had an awesome week. Um, awesome thing number one is just getting to travel alone and be on your own ass time and like not because anytime even if I'm like hanging with you or Dylan or like somebody who. I normally wouldn't be like, ah, whatever, we can just do whatever, I don't care. 
I still have that mental block of like, well, we have to make sure they're going to have a good time and I'm going to have a good time. And like, I'm always going to be worried about the other. If you're just traveling on your own, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And it's amazing. And a caveat to that is also getting to binge a podcast when you travel alone. Because I swear to God, I've listened to so many episodes of Wonderful in the past week. Just going through the list of constantly listening to the the youngest McElroy talk about his favorite things. <laughs> all of them. Yes, all of them. I listened to all of Griffin McElroy's favorite things. So that was one thing. Um, another thing, getting to go to wrestling shows, because I got to go to NXT, and that was very much amazing. And then fi- my final thing is um, fucking puppies, bud. I mean... You had a lot of fun with those puppies, huh? So... There was a booth, and it was for some company. I think they're owned by they're owned by like Westwood or one of like the bigger podcast producers, and they're starting their own hosting site. And their big deal was the fact that we don't charge you anything to host your podcast. We just put ads in your podcast, like YouTube. And I'm like, that's not what I like, but it's a good idea. So their advertisement was just like, no, no this, no that, no BS. So I walked over and went, motherfucker. There will be BS because I'm here. And they, they laughed. And I said, what have you guys got? And they go, well, we have free beer because our hosting's free. And we have free puppies for you to play with. And I went, oh, that's all I'm going to do for the rest of this fucking conference, buddy. And that's what I did for the rest of that conference. You brought those puppies. Uh, like the- That is something I love, too. Traveling like alone or doing things just kind of like on my own time when I want to do them on my own time. Yeah. And if I can just play with puppies on my own time, that's that's pretty great. Oh, and the best part was they rotated out the puppies every day. You got new puppers each day to play with. And each day I found a new favorite pupper. Day number one, there was one who kept running around and biting people. I named him Scraps, and he was a hearty motherfucker because he would just go around and beat people up, (laughs) and he was my favorite. The second one, second day, there was an adorable little brown-faced Pekingese. You know, earlier this year, we had to put down our Pekingese, who I loved. We'd had her for 17 years. She lasted a long time. Right. She was a beautiful dog. And so I saw that Pekingese that second day and literally almost started crying. I was like, you're going to come here and I'm going to hold you for the rest of the day. (laughs) This is mine now. No one can touch me. And you're going to go missing. Oh, yeah. If they weren't like $1,000 dogs... I'd have a new dog right now, homeboy. I'd have me a whole a whole new dog right now if they weren't so expensive. True like, facts. And the worst part was I was sending these pictures because apparently at some point last week a dog showed up at our front door at our house and Emily kept sending me pictures of like, he's here and no, there's no collar or no name on it. And I went, no, we can't have a dog. We cannot have a new dog. I, we can't have a dog in the house. We just had the baby. Meanwhile, a few minutes later, I'm sending her pictures of me with, like, tons of cute puppies. Be like, I need all of them. Mm-hmm. And then the third day, Blake. I wa- this was oh, a God, wise- there's more. No, the, yeah. This was a wise move on their part. Because the third day, they decided to put bigger dogs in there. That way, people would be less inclined to pick them up. That way, they'd fall asleep faster. I swear to God, I walked over at one point. All five of them were just passed out. And I'm like, what drug did you give all of these dogs? I thought you were going to say, 
The third day was the best. The third day was where they messed with our minds. The third day was where they brought the cats out. I wanted them to do that. I wanted them to have dogs on one side, cats on the other, and now you got to see what kind podcasters like the most. That would be great. If cats... If so many more people weren't allergic to cats, I bet they would do that more. Oh, yeah. Also, cats are, like... They are factually bigger assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, third day, there were two motherfucking huskies. <gasps> oh, dude. Oh, the only shit. thing that could have got me harder. Bad phrase. Bad Wait, phrase. hold on. No, no let's, de- no, let's, de- let's no, dig into this. They, no, okay. The, the getting was harder. It, they, it, it got me... <laughs> it so, got me <laughs> in a hard way. <laughs> It's, you're not making it any better, though. I, am I going to, like, pull got up? better. Hold on. The only thing that would have got me better. Okay. There we go. Would have been. Am I going to, like, pull up to your house when we go to Dragon Con, and is, like, a large husky going to greet me like a bipedal husky suit? Oh, but, baby, if there would have been a corgi... I would have lost my... I would have went full Antony on Queer Eye and been like, I'm never leaving this place ever again. Thank you. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, at some point, there was an episode of Queer Eye where the the owner had a corgi, and Antony went over and picked it up and started talking to it, and for the rest of the episode, they kept, like, going around the house and being like, I don't like your outfits, I think you need to change this, and then Jonathan would bring him in the bathroom and be like, honey, you need different clothes, and then it would fucking cut to Antony, <laughs> who still has this puppy in the kitchen, and that's all he did for the whole episode. Man, that is just how I want my edit to be on a reality show. My fourth thing is Queer Eye, my favorite television show of all time. Oh, man. Fucking puppies. Fucking puppies are great. Uh, but yeah, Queer Eye's okay, also... Okay, so fucking puppies at the beginning of this, and then <laughs> the only thing that can have got me harder. I know, I've said a lot of bad things about puppies in this episode. I'm very sorry. You just Wait. get really tongue-tied when puppies are mentioned. Oh, other thing that's awesome! Lush! <laughs> I know this is a weird thing to end this on, but my wife told me that she wanted... I, all she wanted was some products from Lush. And I went, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'm going to go to Hot Topic, get me a pair of pants, and then I'm going to go to Lush. I went into Lush, and homeboy, I only had 15 minutes till the mall closed, and I went around to everything. I got a face mask that's amazing. I used it today. I got lip scrub that I have no damn reason to use. Shower gel, everything, and all the stuff they make, you can watch them make on their YouTube channel, so you can see everything that's being put into your product. Products. Lush is a fantastic company. Please don't be Googling if there's anything problematic with them no, right now. I, I just wanted to find something that, because uh, I use, I, you know, well, in a couple of my past relationships, we've used Lush products for various uses. <laughs> what? Does Lush make lube? What the fuck are you discussing? Well, they make, um,. All of their, like, massage bars and stuff can be used for various purposes. You take it, put it right up your butt. 
You take put that. it right up my butt, and I had strawberry fields up my butt. <laughs> strawberry fields in my butt. But yeah, they had that shit too, but boy, I was just, I know, I was going full on Jonathan Van Ness in there. I was like, no, I need this face mask, I need this, I need this, I need a lip scrub, I need toothy tabs. Do you know about the toothy tabs? I do not. It's a, it looks like candy, <laughs> and you put it in your mouth, and then you brush your teeth with it. It's for travel, and it's amazing. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's really dope, my dude. Lush is where it's at. Is there a Lush in Birmingham? Because, homeboy, we may go one day and just have us a girls' night. <laughs> Let's see. Only if I get to go to Yankee Candle afterwards. Oh, yeah, baby. You know, we're going we're gonna to get it all going. Yep. Oh, there is a It's in the summit. That, that makes a ton of sense. Yep. Uh, well, Blink, we've talked ad nauseum about podcast movement and whatever the fuck that Obi-Wan <laughs> segment was. Man, all, I'm real proud of that whole bullshit. And also Cards Against Humanity. But until next time, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Um, fuck. I can't remember <laughs> what their stream is. <laughs> no, I just... I just started doing a, uh, uh, being a, like, semi-regular part of a Wednesday night stream that my, uh, friends Josh and Chandler do, um, where we just, like, do casual games on Wednesday nights. Is that on, uh, Vince and Vidya, the Twitter? Yes, it is. Okay. The, the Twitch account. Yep. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Vincent, Vincent Vidya, check that out as well. And find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, buy all my books on Amazon, check out my Fiverr account, just... Give me money and I'll give you awesome shit back in exchange for it. So check that out. And check out all of our other shows online at a load of purebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. Special thanks to when I'm not looking at my friends' um, Twitch accounts. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. They are having a fucking killer time in Edinburgh. At the Fringe and all the stuff that's going on there. Oh my god, they're going buck wild at the Fringe right now, and it's amazing. But yeah, that, the thing is, when I have to edit a show constantly, you kind of get used to the theme song, and you get tired of it and tired of hearing it constantly. I'm still not tired of Ric Flair. We've had it for probably like five, six months now, and it came on, and I just, I literally sang the whole song while I was driving through Orlando at one point, because it's just that good of a song, because the Brass Holes are amazing people, so check that out, and remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!